All day, I've been looking forward to talking to TMJ4 Chief Political Reporter Charles Benson, who is on the ground in Iowa. And a lot of the snow that we're going to be expecting has blown through Iowa, and I think some snow is still falling there. Charles, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, John. Great to be with you. We've just left Dubuque, and we're now on our way to Des Moines. Hey, do you need us to come by your house, by the way? Can we do anything in the snow removal world? We're here to help, Charles. Uh, that would be great, because my wife certainly would love the assistance. Um, I did give her some pointers on how to use the snowblower. She's pretty good at it, uh, but it tends to pull her versus her. <laughs> right. <using it. laughs> right, been there. Hey, tell us what it's like. <laughs> A lot of people know what the Iowa caucus is, but have never been there during this time of year. And, of course, it happens on Tuesday. What's going on there, and what is the feel? Yeah, and this year it's on Monday. So Monday, we're Monday, here sorry. To be, yeah, so... Um, it's a fascinating process because most people think of a primary or an election as they go in and cast a ballot. Well, in a Republican caucus, you go to a place, whether that be a school, um, you know, an auditorium, even some churches and local places. So you go there. You can hear from the candidate if a candidate does show up or from surrogates, people who are you know, could be your neighbor or someone who's just strongly in support of one particular candidate. And they get to go up there and make this pitch for who they think should get the nomination. So that in itself is just fascinating. And by the way, there's only one opportunity to do that. And it's at seven o'clock at night on Monday. It's not like, hey, I'll go vote at seven or I'll go during lunch or over dinner break. No, the only opportunity for a caucus is at seven o'clock at night. And by the way, you're just talking about the forecast for Milwaukee. We're talking bone-chilling temperatures on Monday, below zero, so likely to have an impact on this caucus. So once uh, people get up there and give their speeches, then, get this, you write down your vote on a piece of paper, and you hand that in, and then there is a hand count. And all the counting is done in this particular case, by the Republican Party. Sometimes there's a Democratic caucus and a Republican caucus when you have an open primary on both sides. But this time around, it's primarily in the Republican side. So can Iowa be used as a launching pad for any candidate here as they go into New Hampshire, Charles? Yes and no. Uh, So that's a really good answer, isn't it? But look, (laughs) the last Three competitive Republican caucuses saw the winner of Iowa, Iowa, that is, not go on to get the nomination. So the competitive caucuses, we saw Mike Huckabee, we saw Rick Santorum, and we saw Ted Cruz all come out of Iowa with a big win, only not to get the nomination. So be careful for what you wish for, because this time around, Donald Trump, the former president, has a dominant lead in the polling for this caucus. So he right now looks to be the person who's going to leave Iowa with a big win on Monday. So then you're like, all right, who comes in second? What are the expectations? And Iowa always tends to fall around expectations game. Who came in second? Did they outperform where they were in polling? So right now that battle is between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. So Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis had a heated debate last night there in Des Moines, in Iowa, where you are. Was there a winner there? 
So the winner there is really going to be, I think, uh, you know, they say a lot of Iowa caucus voters break in the last 24, 48 hours. So, look, Ron DeSantis has put more into Iowa in terms of energy and investment uh, than maybe all the others uh, in, in terms of the time and the commitment that he's put here. Vivek Ramaswamy has as well. But uh, Ron DeSantis talks about he's been to all 99 counties, all right? So he's put a lot of energy into this, and he got the endorsement of a very popular Republican governor here, Kim Reynolds, and uh, a well-known and uh, person in the evangelical movement. So we got two big key endorsements there. But, you know, in some of the polling I see right now, it's really neck and neck between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. And so Nikki Haley, though, had sort of uh, an unforced air. She made a comment about that. Yeah, Iowa goes first and then New Hampshire corrects. And that may not sit well with Iowa voters who take their caucus very seriously here in terms of the opportunity they have and the message they'd like to send in terms of who they want to be a presidential candidate. But Iowa's other, you know, the challenge here in Iowa is that it doesn't necessarily, when you look at the makeup of the country, the diversity of the country, Iowa does not reflect that. It is a largely white population. It is, yes, large rural areas. And a lot of evangelicals play a key role in the voting for the caucus. So let's say Trump just cruises through, right? I mean, he's sort of an odds-on favorite here, and it's expected that uh, he is undeniably the front runner. So Haley DeSantis, if you end up third in the pecking order, is that a death blow ultimately? So, so it's all going to be in terms of expectations. I mean, DeSantis here has said he's going to win. He thinks he's got a great ground game. He thinks he's got great organization. By the way, Trump also does as well. So, you know, I'm going to have to really see what those numbers look like on Monday night versus Tuesday morning. Look, the only person who's got better numbers than the Iowa basketball sensation, Caitlin Clark, is Donald Trump right now. I mean, Caitlin is averaging, what, like 31 points for the Iowa uh, women Hawkeyes. Trump right now has a 30-plus point lead in the polls. So does he really come out with a dominant win? That will say a lot more about where uh, DeSantis and Nikki Haley uh, might come out of this. But Nikki Haley also looks really good right now in polling in New Hampshire. So she clearly sees an opportunity to go into New Hampshire and maybe change the dynamics of this race if Trump gets that big win coming out of Iowa. TMJ4 Chief Political Reporter Charles Benson. Catch his work on Channel 4 the next several days, including tonight. Charles, thank you so much for being with us. It's great to be with you guys. And to Charles' point, a new poll was released today in New Hampshire that shows that Nikki Haley trails Donald Trump by only seven points, and she has closed the gap every couple of days. It's gotten narrower and narrower as new polling has come out.